first time I was ever on stage was uh, I was a high school senior. And, uh, you know, you step out on stage and you hear 500 people laughing at something you've done or said. Uh, you sort of catch the bug. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose, to make a difference, to invest in your family, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Purpose in Retirement. Hi, I'm Scott Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. So, like, what does a performer do when all of the performances are canceled? Cry? Well, you know, maybe in some cases, but in the case of Fran Rapp, he found new opportunities and new ways to serve and to perform. You know, some people naturally serve as catalysts. They like to get things started, while others like to help. They ask, where can I plug in? But Fran is definitely a catalyst. So and as we're going to hear, he encourages others to, to get involved and volunteer and also to perform with them. So, for example, he has created this amazing handbell choir because while no one could sing in the pandemic, they could still ring bells. Garden Spot Communities is pleased to partner with Servant Stage. Servant Stage, a local theater company in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, is one of many small theater companies across the country who exist to serve their communities with outstanding musical and theatrical experiences. Servant Stage Company is unique because it also works to make the arts accessible to all, especially people with financial and physical limitations. It provides a creative outlet for artists in our community to develop and share their talents, creates performances that inspire, educate, challenge, and entertain, and their actors have fun while doing it. Servant Stage's Pay What You Will model invites everyone to experience their shows regardless of financial situation. To learn more about Servant Stage, click the link in the podcast description or visit www.servantstage.org. So, Fran, thanks for joining us here today. You know, we um, always like to get this conversation started by um, inviting you know our guests to talk a little bit about themselves. Um, so if you could talk a little about yourself and maybe just your career to give our listeners some background. Okay. Uh, I was an elementary school teacher for 35 years. I taught everything from second grade up through fifth grade, and I spent a year on a Fulbright teacher exchange in England where I taught the equivalent of fourth grade. Ah, okay. uh, Very active in uh, community theater most of my life and uh, married two kids, five grandkids, moved here nine years ago. So you you touched a little bit on performing arts. Um, Can you share a little bit about your experience in your home community as well as some of the performing arts you've been involved with here at Garden Spot Village. Sure. Uh, the first time I was ever on stage was uh, I was a high school senior. And, uh, you know, you step out on stage and you hear 500 people laughing at something you've done or said. Uh, you sort of catch the bug. And then I went to uh, Millersville University. Well, it was State Teachers College then. 
and I was involved there with the theater arts program. I was in every performance in the three and a half years. I was on campus there. Uh, I graduated, went back home, and got involved in community theater productions. Uh, for many, many years, I was involved with the Play Crafters in Skipack, Pennsylvania, where I uh, acted, directed, uh, parked cars, cleaned toilets, uh, everything that goes along with uh, community theater. Uh, I was also involved in the presidency for a number of years of that organization. Uh, after I moved here, uh, the staff used to annually do what they called a talent show. And it was about, I don't know, a couple, couple weeks after, maybe a month or so after we moved in, we saw the staff talent show. And uh, the next, uh, I don't know whether it was coffee and conversation or what it was, uh, I got up and I thanked the staff for doing a talent show, but I said, we didn't see much talent. Oh, so, ouch. So, which, is, which is very true. So, so what I said was, next year, the residents are going to do a show so that you can see how it ought to be done. <laughs> so the first thing I did was immediately change the name from a talent show to a variety show. Uh, so every other year now, the, the residents uh, put on a variety show and it's sort of become a competition between now the staff and the residents to see who can do what. Uh, not too long after that, I think we formed a little group uh, of, of residents. Uh, <clears throat> we, we call ourselves the lighter side players. Uh, we do comedy things. We do plays uh, and, of course, organize the... Uh, the, the talent, not the talent show, the variety show every year. So that's pretty much what happens here. You know, as, as you just said, you know, there's, there's theater going on, there's singing, there's all of these performing things that are taking place. That kind of came to a standstill in March. Um, so how have you, what has happened as a result of that? Um, how have you continued to do some things or are you just looking forward for the future for it to pick back up? Um, how's that? What would you say about that? Well, things really stopped everything stopped in march like you said and uh people i think were becoming very frustrated and maybe a little depressed because things that are very valuable to people's lives just couldn't happen anymore uh, what what has happened i think is that garden spot has supplied as best as possible some entertainment uh, opportunities, uh, wagon concerts, extra things on the closed circuit TV and that sort of thing. Uh, we haven't been able to sing. Our Village Voices group has fizzled out for the rest of this year anyway, and that's very disappointing. Uh, we, have, we weren't able to do the variety show in March that we planned to do, so we had to reschedule that for next March. Hopefully we can do that. Uh, I do direct the handbell choir, two choirs actually here. And uh, we were able to get started, I guess, in May. We were able to do some rehearsals because it's a smaller group. 
and by spreading the tables out farther and wearing our masks, we were able to ring handbells. So we had a nice handbell choir going into rehearsal, and we did a performance for the community church uh, over the summer. Uh, we're now back with my regular handbell choir schedule. I have two choirs, a beginning choir and a, a more experienced choir, and we started rehearsals for the fall. Uh, with them. So at least we can make some music. You know, one of the things, typically when I think of handbell choirs, the ones I have heard in the past just haven't been all that good. I know. <laughs> I have heard yours. They are professional, quality, amazing um, performances. Uh, they they work very hard, uh, and <clears throat> they like to be challenged. So I've been challenging them. But I've got people in their 90s who are ringing handbells every week and, and really enjoying it. So you've been involved in all of these things, and then all of a sudden they sort of came to a halt. Um, so what have you done personally to keep yourself involved um, and you know continue to be engaged? Well, I read a lot. <laughs> Fortunately, our, our lending library here at Garden Spot has been available to us, even though the public library wasn't. So I, I've done a lot of reading. But then uh, when we started doing all the screening in March, the uh, staff was manning the screening tent 24-7. And I thought that that's a lot of, of responsibility to put on staff people to do all of that. So I offered to organize volunteers to help with the screening of people coming into the Garden Spot Village. We did that, I guess, out of the, uh, the tent with everybody coming on campus, probably March, April, uh, March, April, May, and June. And then uh, in July, when the temperatures got to be 90 degrees plus, uh, we, we moved inside and just started screening inside. So, and I'm still organizing volunteers uh, to do that. Uh, we have two main doors now, and uh, more and more of the staff people are back at doing their regular jobs and aren't available to do screening, so I've got uh, twice as many screening spots open <laughs> for volunteers to help out with that. So, and, and I actually probably sit at those tables eight or ten hours a week uh, filling spots where I can't get other people or, or spots that are really difficult to, to man. Nobody likes to get up at 8 o'clock to, to do screening or sit there from 6 to 8 o'clock at night when hardly anybody's coming in. So I've been doing a lot of that. So one of the things that I just thought of as you were talking about that is that you stepped forward and said, hey, let me do this, right? Um, and the leadership team said, oh, okay. Right. And so maybe you could talk a little bit about how, you know, the, the residents and the leadership team um, operate or work together. Well, I think we have a lot of volunteers here who are very happy to help out. Uh, I hate to use the, the, the phrase we're all in this together because everybody does that. But uh, that's what happens. And uh, when when we knew that that the staff was trying to keep everybody safe here, and they were out there 24-7, many of them doing their jobs during the day and then spending time out there afterwards or, or before they came on duty or on weekends. Uh, it was really a lot, and I think this, the, this 
residents really appreciated that. Garden Spot was very proactive in, in preventing uh, a big sur- insurgence of, of COVID here. When we moved inside, there were a number of people who came up to me and said, I would like something to do, I would like to help. Uh, and these were people who could not stand outside for, in, in the heat, or, uh, but they could sit at a desk and screen people. And I do think that you know, I'm constantly uh, thanked by staff members for everything that, that we do, not just me. Yeah, we do appreciate the, the involvement of the residents and everything that takes place. It, it's what helps to create the community. Well, Garden Spot runs on volunteerism, and, and that's sort of the theme around here. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people who, are, who love to do that. It gives us a purpose, and it helps our, our neighbors and our friends and everybody else. You volunteer a lot. There's things that you just, you know, gravitate towards, right. and you step in and you go into those. However... I know that you've been also involved with um, our sustainability efforts and um, recycling, but in that in that situation, you were presented with an opportunity. Is that correct? I was asked to get involved with that. Yes. Yeah. And how's and, how, and what turned out then? Well, we did a lot of research. We visited community uh, recycling places and uh, helped formulate the plan for Garden Spa Village and then got involved with being able to answer residents' questions about what can I recycle and what can't I recycle and how do I go about doing it. So. And I think one of the beauties of that is you were asked to do that, yes. right? Um, but you could have said no and it would have been fine, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of the point I was getting to, which is not only can you volunteer for things, but you're presented with opportunities that you can either choose to get involved with or not. Um, yes, uh, that's, that's true. There's a lot going on here. And, you know, I, I'm also in a position where I have to ask other volunteers to help out for various jobs. And, you know, some people are happy to do it and others say, you know, I've got other things planned and can't. So, and that's the way it is. What would you say to someone who is uncertain that a retirement community is a good place to be in the middle of a pandemic? I would say when you're in the middle of a pandemic, any kind of a retirement community is a great place to be because you're not by yourself. You have a tremendous support group. Here at Garden Spot, there were people who would help you with uh, meals ordering from the grocery store online and delivering your groceries. Uh, you didn't have to leave the building at all. So uh, the support group is here. Uh, if you have questions or concerns, there are social workers, there are all kinds of people who are willing to help you. Uh, if you need to go to a doctor's appointment, there are people who will see that you get to a doctor's appointment. Uh, if you're living at home, you're on your own. And you've got to do everything for yourself. So uh, just having the support of not only staff members, but your neighbors, your community people who are kind of in the same bubble that you are, are, are very willing to help you. You have people to talk to. You can walk the halls or walk outside on the grounds and chat with people so that you're not alone. And I think that's the, the big plus in living in a community like this. 
some of our listeners um, are just researching retirement communities. Um, so we could be talking to someone who is 56 years old who lives in Oregon, right, um, who knows very little about retirement communities. What would you say to that person um, if you were talking to them about retirement communities in general? Well, I think the thing I say to everybody is retirement communities have a lot to offer. It's not your grandmother's or your parents' retirement communities. It's not an old folks' home. You need to move into a place like this when you're young enough to be able to enjoy everything that it has to offer. And there's loads of things that it has to offer. I don't know about a lot of other communities, but here at Garden Spot, if if there's something that you like to do that's not available, Garden Spot's very happy to support you in starting something like I started with the handbell choir or the lighter side players. Uh, I started them because they weren't here before. The older you get, the harder it is to make a move. So you don't want to move in when you're too old. You, you want to move in when you can still enjoy everything. How did you decide to move to a retirement community? And specifically, what was it about the community that appealed to you? Well, we had decided that we were ready to move out of our home. I was very tired of doing all the artwork. So uh, we started looking around. We lived outside of the Philadelphia area. We looked around there and we just couldn't find anything that that we liked that appealed to us. I didn't want to live in a high-rise apartment at that point in time. Somebody from our church was on the list to come to Garden Spot and they said, have you checked Garden Spot Village? which we hadn't. So we came out and uh, took a look. Uh, The grounds were beautiful. Uh, They have cottages. They have a front door and a back door and a garage. So, uh, and and it's no different from living anywhere else. If you're, if you're independent living, you can come and go as you please and get as involved or uninvolved as you want. Uh, But yet everything is here that you're ever going to need for the rest of your life. You may or may not live close to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. But if you think a move to retirement community may be in your future, we invite you to start your exploration with us. Feel free to join us for our virtual GSV After Work webinar. Take a virtual tour of our campus or simply give us a call. We'd love to explain the difference between 55 plus communities and continuing care communities, as well as fee-for-service and life care. If Garden Spot isn't geographically close enough to be an option, that's okay. Feel free to use our community as a standard as you search for retirement communities near you. To learn more, visit GardenSpotVillage.org. Fran thrives in purposeful activity and community. Instead of dwelling on what is impossible, he figures out what is possible and then he encourages others to join in with him. He's also willing to accept challenges as well as help from those around him. So we summarized the five main ideas from our conversation with Fran in a PDF. Um, Fran inspired us to, number one, to discover what you can do, um, and number two, to see a need and then meet it, number three, to encourage others to join with you, number four, to accept opportunities that are presented to you, and number five, to accept the support of the community around you. The PDF is entitled Five Ways to Engage in Your Community, and the link is in the podcast description. It will help you start thinking how you can engage your community and make a difference. 
Before we go, let's not forget the giveaway for the hot air balloon ride. So through June 2021, if you contact us on our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, we'll enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Be sure to mention the podcast before you press submit. Again, if you want to enter the drawing, contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, and we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Contact us soon because the offer ends on June 30, 2021. Thank you for listening to Purpose in Retirement. I'm Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. A very special thanks to our guest, Fran Rapp. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox and our producer, Gavin Souter. In our next podcast, we'll hear from Pat Frankel. And Pat is going to tell us a story about the time that she slept with a cougar under her bed. You're not going to want to miss this one.